Hello, everyone, and welcome to Are You Freaking Serious? Well, a week from today, we've been waiting a long time, at least a lot of people have, both on the right and the left. It will be Election Day. It will be November 8th. And will there be a sea change in the House and the Senate? Well, it's possible. They've been talking about this ebb and flow of the, the red wave that's coming. And then basically back in September, it was, well, no, it looks like the tide has turned and the Democrats seem to be back in control. Uh, we've got a little bit lower oil prices. President Biden seems to be able to stand, walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time. Well, at least two out of three isn't too bad. But irrespective, here's the question I'd have. On that particular date, on November 8th, if, in fact, we see a change in the House and the Senate, it's a simple question. Will anything change? Seriously, will anything change? Now, people will challenge me and they'll email me, bill at gps.com. Please do, bill at gps for life. That is bill at gps4forlife.com. Mail me and email me with your thoughts. But I'm not sure that anything will change. Now, I do believe that with the House or and even the Senate being taken, I don't think it's going to be enough that there'll be enough votes there to override any Biden veto. And as a matter of fact, if the House decides to do something and it gets put up to the, 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 the Senate, and even if the Senate has a position, there's going to be a Chuck Schumer filibuster. Not going to be able to stop that. We, that's part of Americana. We don't want to get rid of the filibuster. But the filibuster is going to be there for the other side this time, for the Democrats. But there's not going to be enough votes there to stop Biden from exercising his veto power. Part of the Americana, part of the American way. And so if you had to override Mr. Biden's vetoes, you would need two-thirds of a vote from both the House and the Senate. And given how tight and how close things are, I'm not really sure you could get two-thirds of a vote for either House, the House of Representatives or the Senate. So therefore, will things be gotten done between now and two years from now? I'm not sure. There might be some investigations. They're talking about Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop, maybe even with uh, Dr. Fauci and all the things we now know about COVID and his, uh, well, his financial remunerations that were uh, very, very, um, let's say, significant during the time period. But I have some a deeper thought. And my deeper thought is when you take a look at the politicians who have been in power for a long time, I do have some hope because there's some, some new faces, some new voices that are starting to come forward and some vo new voices and faces that uh, maybe don't adhere to the same old line, Democrat and Republican. Because when I listen to somebody like, well, let's say a Lindsey Graham, very much like in the mold of a John McCain. Now, I knew John. I lived in the same building that John McCain lived in, and I had opportunities to speak with John. Did I like John? I liked John as a human being. I thought I was very uh, significant uh, in the Second World War, excuse me, in the Vietnamese War. And uh, yes, he was an American hero. But John had a certain, well, let's say, um, love for war. And there wasn't a war out there that he didn't like, he didn't love. And we used to get into it about his active participation in the coup of 2014 in Ukraine. 
Now, we'll talk about that on another show, but uh, we had a very real history in overthrowing the duly elected government in 2014. And the rest, as they say, is history. But John, was uh, he saw all the wars. And Lindsey Graham, same exact way. Senator from South Carolina, put your finger on the button. Okay, and I'm hearing from Republicans, we could win a World War III. We got more power than anybody else. Are you freaking serious? You guys are playing Russian roulette with the bomb? And we're talking about bombs today that can get there quickly and be very, very effective. So when we have people who are going in, what will happen as a matter of fact? I do believe, however, with if the Republicans, in fact, do take both uh, houses, then what will happen is you will not have any more of this so-called uh, bogus spending at the moment with big programs like the Inflation Reduction Act, which is basically a misnomer, right? I mean, Inflation Reduction Act didn't reduce anything. It just became a big spending, printing money. But you know something? The Republicans have been just as guilty of printing money. You see, both aisles, both sides of the aisle love fiat money. I've spoken to both Democrats and Republicans as an economist as an on-air economist, and it said, gentlemen or ladies, please tell me why we have inflation. And not one of them has said, well, it's been too much money printing. It's been, you know, well, you got the Inflation Reduction Act, but that, uh, that just got too much money, etc. And yet we turn around, and even during Trump's administration, we printed money. During Bush's administration, during Obama's administration, and of course now with Biden, we just love to print that fiat money. You see, if the, uh, the, the voters, if the, the electorate out there feels that they need to have something, well, the politician's job is to provide it, even though that need is basically not a need, but maybe a want. And that want creates some very significant problems in the world of economics. The world of economics is not Democrat. It's not Republican. It is black and white. It is not a science. It is an art. But there are certain significant factors. Inflation is not rising prices. It is too much money chasing too few goods. And when you continue to print money, you will get inflation. Now, will we stop? Probably for the next two years. If we have something that the Republicans want to do, Biden will probably veto it. If there's something Biden wants to do, it probably won't get through the House or the Senate. So we will probably be at a stalemate for the next two years. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe we can clean things out. And maybe the president, who seems to be every day opening his mouth for things that just make absolutely no sense, maybe they can put him back in the basement Well, does that mean then that Kamala comes out? Ooh, that's frightening. But you see, a lot of things people are saying is that when we take over, and I say we, when the the adults take over, the House or the Senate, then there will be the protection of the First Amendment, free speech. There will be a protection of the Second Amendment, the having of guns, the Third Amendment. Uh, in the, in I should say the Fifth Amendment, which is due process. That's government respecting the rights of the individual, which doesn't seem to be the case today. Especially if you're, you know, not on the left, but you're on the right. Look out! Here they come. 
So will things change when we get a week from today? Well, I hope so. I hope there's enough new faces in there that can take us into a new direction. You see, the fact is that the border is still open. The cost of eggs is still skyrocketing. We still are paying so much more and will continue to pay more at the pump. And the fact that our educational systems have basically gone in the can as we watch the uh, the COVID aspect of it, and even before that, looking at a style and a way of teaching and focusing on, well, the social things that seem to be what people like, not the basic reading, writing, and arithmetic. Will things change? I hope so. I'm not holding my breath. I'm just hoping that it does happen. We'll find out sooner rather than later. We're only one week away and to, on November 8th for people to go to the polls. And if we get what I hope we get, not kind of what I expect we'll get, the same old same old, then I'll be the first one to say, are you freaking serious? Hallelujah. Till next time, I'm Bill Tatro.